Hello, and welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am super excited that you are joining me this week. If you're new, welcome. I am a holistic nutritionist, a podcaster, content creator, and a biohacker. And I am so excited that you are joining me. This week, I having <laughs> have a lot going on, as I always do, but I'm getting ready to go to Costa Rica next week, which is the first time I've traveled internationally since 2019 for a bunch of reasons. So there's a lot for me to kind of wrap my head around, and I'm really excited. And I, I mentioned this last week, but the place that we're going in Costa Rica is actually part of the blue zone there. And so basically, this is like the, some of the longest people, the oldest people in the world, and, and they live the longest lives. So I'm very excited to spend some time in the sun and be offline and just really have a vacation because it's been so long since I've done something like this. And we're actually going to a bunch of venues to look at having our wedding there for next year. So that's kind of the purpose of the trip and, and how it came together so last minute and so quickly was because we kind of decided that that's where we want to go. But I definitely don't want to have a destination wedding without going to the venue first. So we're making a vacation out of it and I'm super excited. So follow along. I will, I'm sure I will post a lot of stories and stuff like that on my Instagram about it. My handle's at biohackingbrittany if you're not following me already. And yeah, thank you for, for tuning in. This one is with two founders, the two founders of Coast. And Coast is a supplement brand and company that specializes in supplements that are very biohacky and like next level. They focus on like glutathione and NAD plus and just these molecules and nutrients that most basic supplement companies are not looking at, which is why I brought them on and why I love taking their products. They're very much focused on recovery and detoxing and just like this new new era of supplements. And it, it's really cool to be a part of it. And yeah, like we dive all into the science of it and why they developed it and what these molecules even do in the body and why we should be taking them. So definitely stay tuned and listen for that. I do have a discount code with them. If you're interested, it is biohacking Brittany in all capitals, and they are linked on my shop page right now. My shop page, I'm just pulling it up right here. Let's see. So my shop page is linked in the show notes, but it's also biohackingbrittany.com slash collections slash shop. And you will see them. They're right on the page right there and they're linked. And my discount code is there for you as well. So definitely check them out if you haven't. And I want to quickly read a review from a couple of weeks ago, I'm trying to read a review every week because I think it's just really nice to shout out people. And I also really appreciate reviews, you know, like I talk about, they really make a difference with the, the success of the show and being found and being seen by others. So thank you for taking the time and leaving a review. It really does actually mean a lot to me. This one is from, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your name. Ooh, it's a username. It's called Honest and Informative. I really like how Brittany 
explains things and she motivates me to be more conscious. Hello from Colombia, smiley face and five stars. So thank you for leaving a review. Even when it's a a sentence or something really short, it does mean a lot. So I really appreciate that. And like I posted about on Instagram this week, oh, if you heard that, that was my puppy Moose just shaking out his fur beside me. If you saw what I posted this week, I am doing a Q&A next week on the podcast. I did a few of these last fall and I got a lot of questions. So if you have a health question or a personal question and you want me to answer it on the show, I will be doing that. And you can just submit your questions through messaging me straight on Instagram. And it can be anonymous if you want, or I just let me know, or I'll read out your name and answer it. And it's cool. A lot of people yeah, write in and ask like health questions about things that they're going through or like a family member's going through or something along those lines. And I do my best to answer them and give you, and even do like research on my answer. And so to make sure I can help you as much as I can. And then also if you have any other questions as well, like sometimes, yeah, sometimes people ask me funny things. So I'm happy to talk about that as well. So yeah, message me sometime this week. I'm going to be recording that episode really early next week and definitely get your questions in on time and enjoy this episode. I I hope it's informative and I hope you learn a lot and I really look forward to having you join me next week. Okay. Welcome to another episode of biohacking with Brittany. I am thrilled that you're joining me this week. I have a couple of guests on my show this week and we are talking about very specific ingredients that I actually haven't talked about on the show before, but are like really, really prevalent in the biohacking field. So they, the two founders who are on the show with me, Chris and Chris, actually, they invented a supplement and a brand called Coast, which is the natural detox and recovery booster to optimize your health. So it's very much rooted in biohacking and very much geared towards people who like to optimize their health like myself. And they use really cool ingredients. And a big one that I really were going to get into is this idea of boosting NAD plus and through using the precursor NMN, which is like such a mouthful. But before we get into any of that, Chris and Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I am so happy to have you here. So why don't we first hear from both of you kind of like your health journeys and how you both transitioned into developing this brand? Sure, I think I can start there. So um, I think I think speaking for, for both of us, I think we've been pretty healthy guys. We've actually been friends since we're about 15 years old. So <laughs> we go way back and we played sports together when we were kids. We were always pretty healthy. You know, typical lifestyle, go out on the weekends and do your thing. But for the most part, we exercised, ate right, always discussed, you know, different things that we were doing in terms of workouts or other supplements that we were taking. But it was probably in the last couple of years is where we really took that to the next level and created a brand. And so I guess just like a little bit of on the background of how we started the brand, it actually started when we were a uh, number of years younger. We were probably about 23 or so years old and like month, like, lots of 23 year olds who we were drinking having a good time and thought like probably the idea that every college kid or early 20s had was like oh wouldn't it be a great idea you can cure a hangover and then that was like our first kind of foray into 
actually looking to maybe start a business. And we did some basically basic research and, and background on how to start a business, uh, potential ingredients that could do that, you know, for that specific use case. But for one reason or another, we never took that forward and, and we stopped and careers took us in different directions. But a number of years later, when I was in business school, had the idea again of maybe it would be time to, you know, really create uh, more of a modern health supplement that really was good for some of the things that eventually Coast would be there for. So I don't want to ramble on too long. I can get more into it. But basically, um, it was like an evolution in our process of going from, you know, just that general, from our specific health journey of going from that general, uh, we work out, try to eat healthy, then over the years of really getting into, okay, well, there are other supplements that could help us on that journey. What do these do? You know, Chris has a, a background in science, so he can speak more to it. And I get a lot of my data from him. But actually, like moving into that biohacking um, space that eventually became became Coast. Yeah, and so just to hop on, so I'm the other Chris. I'm Chris number two here. My background's in science. <laughs> I I did my undergrad degree in biochemistry, so that was just kind of the tip of the iceberg. And I was very inclined to try to like look through the literature and see if there's any way we could get an edge. And like Chris said, with the hangovers initially. And that's when I started just experimenting with different vitamins you can take before drinking. And frankly, we noticed that there was a big effect and it wasn't just me. It was tell other people to try. And then they also would say, Hey, this is amazing. Where'd you come up with this? Blah, blah, blah. So we, like Chris said, we kind of put it on the shelf. I, w I did uh, vaccine R and D for like eight years. And then I went back for my PhD. And early on, I'm, I'm like about five years into the PhD now when Chris was also getting his MBA at business school. That's when. You know, I, I got some exposure to some other routes that we might consider that would be useful here. And that's like you said at the intro, the NMN and the NAD plus boosting. That was really where I got exposure to it because there's labs here at Penn that are looking at that. And this is getting a lot of attention. And it's not just like some kind of snake oil stuff. This is mainstream legitimate research. So it made a lot of sense. And now that we have NAD plus boosters available, we thought we would try to incorporate that into a product. And that's kind of, we took off from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I love that. I have known about M&M, oh my gosh, I can't even say it properly, but for quite a while. And I don't know if, if you, either of you experienced this, but the amount of like cold DMs I get about supplements with this ingredient is insane in the last like two years like just brands just like talking about it so much and so when you reached out in a very different way and you're like hey here's this like holistic supplement that also targets glutathione production and has like zinc in it and other things like that I was like wow like this sounds like right up my alley and and I was really excited about it and as like I emailed you I was like I actually finished everything you sent me like can I get more? I will pay for it <laughs> because I used it all through the holidays because I was drinking and just really loved it. So I want to dive into specifically what NMN is and how it impacts NAD plus and what NAD plus is. Cause I feel like a lot of people actually don't even understand any of this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can take that. So NMN is uh, an, like a, it's a precursor to NAD plus. And so you have NAD plus is the actual molecule that I'll get into in a minute. That's at the cellular level, facilitating a lot of these processes that we are interested in. But NMN and R are two different precursors that you can take orally. And, th and that was kind of a big breakthrough that allowed us to translate something on paper we can tell was important 
but actually make it so that it could be implemented for people in a daily basis. So I mentioned NR. That's another precursor. We're using NMN, which we have the reasons for it, that why we chose that over NR. But the, the, the main thing is that once you drink it and take it, you end up boosting cellular levels of NAD+. And so NAD+, is this important, it's a coenzyme. So at, once you, it gets a little technical, but you can kind of think of it like within, every, within your cell, you're constantly breaking down and building molecules. And in order to do that, you have to have these cofactors that enable that reaction to take place. So it's like if you have like, like a junkyard where you're going to take cars apart and then build new ones with the parts you strip off. If you don't have that screwdriver to take the screws off, you can't do anything once you take that car and you want to take it apart. So it's kind of like that. It's facilitating that electron transfer as, you, as we're doing these different metabolic processes within the cell. So it's ubiquitous. There's not many molecules that, you know, if you were to just cut production where you would die as quickly as if you just lost all your NAD+. Plus. I think it would be NAD+, plus and probably ATP. You'd be dead within like 20 seconds if you didn't have NAD+, plus in your body. So it's critical. It's involved in more processes that it's not involved in. And the really important thing is that when you have, we have certain cellular homeostatic mechanisms, which is a mouthful, but these are just ways that our cells are able to kind of fend off problems and just maintain that set point. And um, these are really powerful mechanisms that we want to have activated. And NAD plus is a requirement for them to take place. So NRF2 is one pathway that has a requirement for NAD plus. And so you can't get NRF2 pathway activation if you don't have a sufficient amount of NAD+. So it's this critical like bottleneck that if you don't have enough of it, your cell can't do everything that it would maybe do otherwise to maintain a health, if that makes sense. And so and NAD+, is something that as you get older, your levels go down over time. And then on the flip side, you know, as you exercise or fast, your NAD+, levels go up. So it's, it's at the intersection of a lot of things that we care about. And it just is fortunately one of these things that now we can supplement. And so that's why it's getting as much interest. And like you said, the DMs are full of questions about it because it's, you know, the subject of real mainstream science now where you know, there's a lot of money going into researching it. So I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah, we, we feel really that we're ahead of the curve on this. And as you're starting to see, like, as you mentioned with, all these other brands popping up that we really feel that NAD plus precursors, NAD plus supplementation is going to be the next wave. in if you're really looking at metabolic health, cellular health, biohacking, that field, or potentially just cross over into general health supplementation, that NAD plus is going to be play a crucial role in that. And so with Coast, we were very early on that train, if you will, um, to really talk about the benefits. But also, as you mentioned, right, like we were really trying to do with Coast, as I told you a little bit kind of about the beginning of our journey of starting Coast more of as like, well, the initial idea as a drinking supplement. But what that evolved into when we really started the business is that what we really wanted to do is take some of these more cutting edge ingredients, maybe some of the more hardcore biohackers or the hardcore athletes knew about, but most people didn't. We wanted to conduct, consolidate those into one easy and quick and cheap drink that was affordable and accessible to everyone, right? So like we call it like bring biohacking to the masses. And that's really what Coast does. And that's why NAD plus for us is one of the core ingredients, but we also combine that with a lot of other really cool ingredients to make 
this really holistic blend, this all-in-one blend that does a lot for you without having to buy a dozen different supplements. But yeah, NAD plus precursor NMN for us really plays a uh, key role. It's one. It's definitely one of the hero ingredients in our product. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely stood out to me when I was going through the ingredients like on your website and other places like that. So is would it be fair to say that NMN or I guess like NAD plus is more preventative than it would be compared to something like NAC, like N-acetylcysteine, which helps detoxify the body right in the moment? Is it more like preventing oxidative stress and aging and those types of things? Is that like a fair assessment? Yeah, I think they kind of go hand in hand. So some of these, like for instance, I mentioned the NRF2 pathway, that's going to upregulate glutathione production. And so everything is somewhat interrelated, but I think you can kind of think of it in two ways. One would be that you have your kind of defense mechanisms more ready to go as you might incur damage. So it's more preventive in a way but then also will promote the repair as well from problems. So if you're just going to talk about two cells, one where you have low levels of NAD+, and another cell where you have um, extra NAD+, the pathways that would be activated in those two different conditions, the cell that has more NAD+, will be able to handle cellular stress, more you know oxidative damage, and so on. It'll just be able to keep going without you know, shutting down, senescing, or apoptosing, and those have a higher threshold of being able to handle that. Yeah, I'm. I think that's an important note, right? Like we, it's one thing to take something that's going to prevent things from from happening, but it's different when you take something that kind of heals past issues or like problems in the body. And that's awesome that it kind of is holistic like that, and it just works together and does both. I think that's really important. Yeah, and so, and just to put an extra little bit of detail on that, you know, there's certain DNA repair contexts where you get DNA damage, and then your cell has to decide whether it's going to repair that damage, or the cell is going to either senesce or apoptose, and that just means that basically that cell is going to take itself out of commission, and so that it won't be a risk to developing cancer, because with multicellular organisms, any cell can be the initial seed of cancer, so they're all having to kind of think, quote unquote, for the good of the organism. So that repair, whether or not that DNA damage can take place, certain repair pathways are going to be dependent on any, they're energy plus dependent. So like you said, whether or not you're going to repair some of that damage, it, there is a, a tangible link there to your NAD plus status. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I also love that you focus on glutathione. I and I briefly touched upon this when we first chatted a while ago, but I started taking NAC and acetylcysteine years ago when I was drinking a lot and yeah. <laughs> would take it like at the end of the night type of idea and I would buy it for my brothers because I was like, this is going to help you with your drinking and put it in like the Christmas stockings and like all this ridiculous things like looking back. But now it's so interesting because in the States, you can't buy it as easily as you can anymore. So kind of like, can you explain what happened there for those who don't know? Sure. And so yeah, just to yeah, make it clear. So we used to include NAC in our product, and we actually had to switch to a different cysteine source, which is still, you know, a really good precursor to, to glutathione. But basically, we had to switch with NAC. Yeah. And it's problem there was it's a bit from what I understand, it's a bit of a gray zone in that in the F when that particular compound, the N-acetylcysteine, was first used decades ago. It was used in a 
almost in a pharmaceutical way to treat, I believe, overdoses of certain things like, like Tylenol, like other drug overdoses, because it really helps flush toxins out of your body. But it was using a really high dose to do that. So because that was the first use case, the FDA basically looked at it from a pharmaceutical lens. Now, quickly after that, there was lots of companies that started using that basically as a supplement, a much lower dose to more for everyday health to, to produce because it is the most powerful antioxidant. And so for decades, that's really how it went was that there was plenty of supplements out there that would use it. It was still used in a hospital setting in a much higher dose. And then it really kind of the FDA just had a, a ruling on one brand that wasn't even necessarily a ruling, but just said like for one of the supplement brands, you know, do you have like basically why are you using this as a supplement? Do you have proof that, that there was like supplement use before there was pharmaceutical use? And it gets a little complicated. And I think really what happened there was Amazon kind of got involved from there and they just pulled it. They saw that. And once Amazon pulled any NAC supplements off their platform, it kind of had a trickle down effect where a lot of other um, platforms, marketplaces and, and whatnot were just not, didn't want to deal with it, even though, which is to me, I mean, a little, I don't know. It, mm -hmm. it seems much of you know a big overreaction because it has been used as a supplement for so long, like literally for decades. But yeah, so we were forced. We used that in our initial blend. We had to. We were forced to switch that just for for commercial reasons, for business reasons, to switch that to L-cysteine HCL, which is just another form of cysteine. And now cysteine is the is basically what creates the the glutathione because you can't take you can't ingest glutathione directly because it just won't escape your GI tract and get into your cells where it needs to be. So you have to use precursor to that and that's where the the cysteine source comes in. So we had to change up our cysteine source. But yeah, the general thing is that yeah, it was a, it was it's basically the it's a precursor to the most powerful antioxidants so we wanted in there, but our actual cysteine form has to change because of the reasons that you mentioned or yeah. you spoke about. Yeah, it's so interesting that you can have L-cysteine, but you can't have N-acetylcysteine, and they both produce the same molecule in the body. Like, you think they would just ban them all, right? It, 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 and that's where it gets down to the FDA, and it's really, it wasn't even that it banned per se, right? It was just, it's still okay to use, but it has to be used in a pharmaceutical setting. So it's not, I think there's a misnomer out there that it was banned because it was bad or something like that. And that wasn't the case. It was just like these kind of archaic rulings in that the first use case matters in terms of this. And so basically, because the first use case was pharmaceutical and not as a dietary supplement, which are regulated differently by the FDA, it defaults to pharmaceutical. So it's still okay to take pharmaceutically, but you just can't take it in supplement form, which is funny. Whereas L-cysteine has a supplement ruling and that's okay. And that's okay per the FDA. That's okay to take as a supplement, which yeah, like as you're saying, really doesn't make much sense. Yeah, It just fortunately is the case. Yeah. Well, at least you can still put it into your supplement in, in some form, right? Absolutely. And the research is kind of mixed. There's there's really not much there from the research side to say that one's better than the other. I think the, the N-acetyl form was just more popular, like I said, going back decades. But the research is kind of mixed in, into whether one's better than the other. There's, for, for all intents and purposes, they're pretty much... Right. So glutathione is this like massive or like very popular antioxidant that everybody kind of talks about. And obviously you guys are talking about the precursors for it, but are there ways to kind of boost this 
maybe through food or through lifestyle or different ways? Or is it like solely through these precursors because it like depletes as we age? With NAD plus, so you asked about glutathione. NAD plus does have uh, an effect on glutathione through a couple of different pathways. So we know that NAD plus will go up post-exercise and also as a result of fasting. So there, there are lifestyle approaches that can certainly improve that, you know. So that would be one, one quick answer to that. As far as directly inclusive, increasing glutathione, you would have to do like an IV drip of that, which I'm sure you're familiar with. But yeah, I think there are lifestyle approaches beyond the supplementation. But as far as the supplements on hand that you could take orally, the NAD plus precursor and also N-acetylcysteine, if you could still get it or cysteine also seem uh, like good options for that. Yeah, and, and, and as Chris was mentioning, there are other ways you can do. There are good bion-rich foods, certain type of melons, avocados come to mind. It's more just, it's the efficiency of it, right? It's how much of it are you getting. There are foods that can help boost it, but in the sufficient dosage that you really need to deal with modern life and accomplish the goals that you're trying to accomplish with the supplementation, yeah, we feel that the, the supplement form just really delivers that dose to the levels that you need. Although you can, as Chris mentioned, boost it naturally, and it's probably best to do both. Yeah, yeah, that's it's so funny you mentioned that because I the amount of times I've heard people say that they it's okay to drink red wine because they're getting antioxidants or whatever their <laughs> claim is. And I'm like, do you know how much red wine you need to drink <laughs> exactly. to get enough antioxidants? Like you, not possible, not possible. So you need to exactly. take a supplement. Uh, yeah. I think that's wishful thinking on most people's parts. Like, no, yes. no, no, this is, this is healthy. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm like totally on that train of, Unfortunately, like I just don't think our food is where it should be nutrient wise anymore. I don't think it's as nutrient dense as it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago. And so I do think we need to be taking supplements to help with boosting these different levels and like kind of keeping on top of it. I don't think we can get it all from food anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. I think and just like a lot of things in modern life, right, beyond just Foods being less nutrient dense, it's just we're exposed to lots of different toxins environmentally. We just have lots of stressors on our body that probably wasn't as much of, of a deal decades or even more than that, right, back in, in the past. And so, yeah, that's really what we were trying to do with Coast was so we like to say we're, we're creating a modern brand for, for modern life, right? And because we realized that a lot of the tried and true techniques of 50 years ago are just not going to work as effective as they used to for what our lifestyles look like today, both through people generally not eating as healthy, through food not being as nutrient-dense, but also just the other stressors and the toxins and everything else that we deal with on a daily basis that we feel like we need to overcome that. And that's really what we were trying to do with Coast was give you a nice little mix of lots of different things like the NAD plus precursor, the glutathione, the glucarate, and all that to really just help with that and make those processes a little bit more efficient. For NAD plus and glutathione, so you can't take it directly. And is that because the molecules are just too large to be properly absorbed by the body through taking it in a supplement? Is that why we need to be taking the precursors for it? For glutathione, that's a, it's a peptide. So that'll get just cleaved by peptidases in your GI tract. So, so it's going to have poor bioavailability. So instead, you, you do cysteine, 
and then or N-acetylcysteine, the N-acetyl group on the cysteine is just going to help to improve the solubility. But either in any event, that's going to get inside your cell, and then at that point, it gets converted to glutathione. So rather than taking it orally, you're going to then have it just produced inside the cell. So in, in certain cases, you take the, the precursor as just a, a better, more feasible way of actually increasing the levels where you're actually concerned with. As far as NAD+, plus, it's, it's a similar idea just in terms of the, the way that it ends up getting metabolized, where these precursors end up just being the most effective way that you end up getting the molecule of interest, which is just NAD+, plus, and not these other uh, forms that have additional chemical modifications. That's the best way to get it there. So you can take an IV drip with both of those compounds. We're going to go right into your circulation, and that will get around it. But as far as orally, that's the best approach is for that reason. It's just that it'll get broken down and digested. Yeah, that's what I've read as well and heard. So that makes sense. Another powerful ingredient you have is glucurate. And this is interesting because this helps remove toxins and carcinogens, which obviously we experience when we drink alcohol. So was that kind of the thinking behind adding that to it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, because when people talk about like detoxifying and toxins, it's, there's a lot of, I think, hand waving with that because there's not a lot of what toxins are we getting rid of? What is the process that you're detoxifying? So in this case with glucurate, we're actually taking a process that our bodies use specifically for detoxification. So it's a little bit more rooted in what we actually understand about how our body handles getting rid of toxins. And so when you have things in your, whether it's foreign substances like drugs, or even just metabolites that are produced um, endogenously that you have to get rid of. Your body has a process by which it attaches these, it's called glucuronidation. And that's just a long way of saying it'll take a molecule that it wants to get rid of, attach these other molecules to it, is the glucuronidation process. And that just helps your body get rid of it better because it makes it more water soluble. And so it makes it easier to get excreted via the kidneys and in, in the bile. So if you had something that, if you got rid of that glucuronidation system that your body already uses, things would have a longer residence time in your body that you want, that your body uh, wants to get rid of. So we're just taking, we're leveraging a process that's already there and giving again, just more of the precursor to allow that process to take place. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does make sense. And I know as well, you have multiple ways that you recommend the average person use coast and it's not just related to drinking because i think you also talk about just like daily use and post exercise recovery right absolutely yeah so we have several different ways that we recommend people take coast and yeah if you're really trying to optimize your health for all the reasons that we just previously discussed we've said yeah take it every day right this is a great supplement to have as part of your supplement stack, because it's very complementary to other things you're doing, right? Like, we know you're probably doing proteins and BCAAs and collagen and all very helpful things. But with us having you know, the NAD plus precursor and the two detox pathways, the antioxidants and then you know, assisting uh, glucuronidation, like, you're not really getting that through others. So we'd say, like, yes, if you're trying to really optimize your health, you take that every single day. If you don't want to take it every day or it's a little too expensive, you say, yeah, at least a couple times a week, take a post-workout or anytime you really want throughout the day to help flush toxins, to help your body recover is really what we do. And so take it a couple times a week. Now, with that said, alcohol in particular, 
is really like an acute case of doing the things that toast helps with. So it, alcohol obviously puts toxins into your body, you know, acetaldehyde. It depletes a lot of your body's resources, including NAD plus during the alcohol metabolization process. So a lot of the things we help with is really that's like the acute case of when um, that happens. So we'll say like, yes, either take it every day or at least a couple times a week, but then also take it every time you're drinking because that's like, you know, a five alarm fire in your body, of, uh, <laughs> you know, causing lots of damage and Coast is, is there to help prevent a lot of that damage and just keep you healthier. Yeah. And you recommend like before you start drinking, right? Not just afterwards. Yes, before. We recommend before because in that case, you're basically putting the ingredients, the active ingredients into your body and you're helping preventing damage. So for example, if you took it, say say you drank on a Friday night and you decided to take post a Saturday morning, sure, it's going to have helpful benefits, but a lot of that damage specifically from the alcohol metabolization process is already done. So that's there's a lot of that damage there. So what we like to say is take it either before you start drinking or towards the beginning, you know, before really that alcohol metabolization process starts, because that doesn't happen until a little while after you actually start drinking. So you want these ingredients in your body. So the best time to take that would be, yes, right before you start drinking or, or towards the beginning. But again, any time while you're drinking is going to help because that metabolization process helps, you know, starts a little bit afterwards. So there is a lag there where that you'll still be helping yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're doing something like a sauna or a steam room, like I know a lot of biohackers and people will take things like charcoal in water or like the supplement while they are in there, while they're detoxing and sweating. Would it be the same with this? Or would you still say it would be better like post after that kind of like recovery? Yeah, I, I think with, with the sauna, you have like the, the difference with the sauna versus drinking. With drinking, that the, one of the metabolites, acetaldehyde, is itself very toxic. And so you're dealing with the production of a toxin that's not going to be there otherwise. So that's what's different. Now, with the sauna, I don't think that you would need to take it beforehand the way you would with drinking. Because just like if you're out in the sun all day, you're going to get bombarded with this thing that's going to, you know, cause damage inside your body. So you're trying to prevent the accumulation of the damage before it's happening. The sauna, it's less so. Maybe it's going to liberate certain things uh, a little bit faster than it would have otherwise if you didn't go in the sauna. And so then the glucurate could help with that afterwards. So I don't think it would be as critical to take it beforehand there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I have a steam room that like close by that I go to and I will use your coast, like your powder form during it because it's also just great to drink it. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and no, hydrate while I'm in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, the sauna is not as closed by me because of COVID. I can't wait to get back in this. I'm the same way. We you know, mentioned in the beginning, like any biohacks that we do, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Is, is the sauna and the cold plunge is like, I, I swear by that. But yeah, with COVID, over here too. I'm in New York and, and Chris is in Philadelphia. And yeah, both are still the, still tough. The sun is still closed by us and it's uh, not as open. But as soon as that opens back up, I can't wait to start that routine again. Yeah. Yeah. It was closed here as well for quite a while, but they're open now. Have you considered getting like a home sauna or like one of the little ones at all? Yeah, I just think that's more I have to convince my wife. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different conversation. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I would love that. That's yes, I think I would love to have that. And I just didn't think that everything would be closed so long. And so it was always like, okay, well, just a little bit longer and then we can get back to it. But I try to do um, 
it's not nearly as good, but I'll try to do like uh, close the door to the bathroom, put some towels under the cracks and steam up the bathroom and then turn the shower really cold and take that and do it a, a cold plunge that way. So it's not quite as good, but I try to, I try to make do while I can. And just like on a topic in general, like favorite biohacks, like is there anything else either of you are specifically into right now? Yeah, for me, I mean, sauna would have been very high on that list. I was like a sauna evangelist for a while. My parents are getting one actually put, but, you know, maybe someday after the PhD budget is over. Beyond that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just getting to the gym is, is one of the most important things. Like, I don't, like, my lifestyle right now is just a wreck because of the schedule with the PhD. So, it's that, if I, the, the need for me to make it to the gym now, it's, it, it has an even bigger impact because it's just like the only thing that seems to keep me sane is just make sure I'm still getting sleep at a reasonable clip. So I'm like the, the opposite of what you want to shoot for right now. Other than that, just getting the exercise in. And then one of the other things I think actually really does make a big difference, and I can attest to it just from doing it the wrong way all the time now, is also just that feeding window with eating, with getting your last meal done a bit earlier, which again, like for me, there's like things that people talk about that sound reasonable, but I'm always a little skeptical until I see a little bit more uh, of the science, and that has definitely caught up and validated a lot of what people suspected for a long time in terms of your circadian rhythm. And so that's something that I, I also have noticed a big difference with, that I'm looking forward to having a normal schedule again so I, I could benefit from that. But that, I would say, is another really underrated thing and just controlling that feeding window and not eating too late at night. I was going to say, for my personal, other than the, the sauna and cold plunge, one that I live with is uh, intermittent fasting. So I usually stick to the 16-8, you know, with Chris was mentioning it, with the feeding window. So I stick to 16-8. Yeah, I probably should move that for circadian rhythm purposes a little bit earlier in the day. My, my eight hours tends to be 1 p.m. To, to 9 p.m. just because I'm more of a night person. But it, I feel like it works for me. It's probably not perfect. But... I feel like if, if that allows me to stick to it, then it's better. So I do the 16-8 on a daily basis. And then once a month, I will do a 48-hour fast where I'll just have water and then cheat a little. Well, it's not really cheat, but black coffee. So still no no caloric intake. But I know there's some mixed literature, whether if you're doing a, a proper fast, whether you should have black caffeine or not. I, you know, to get me through the 48 hours, I use some one or two cups a day. But yeah, so basically, you know, the 16-8 fast as well as once a month through a 48-hour fast. Yeah, I, I love that. I've recently tried to, taking on convincing my dad to start fasting, which is yeah. very interesting. <laughs> like, very much grew up with the whole breakfast is the most important meal of the day situation. So that's awesome. And yeah, I love all of those hacks. And I, I get it. It's hard to like, like you guys said, like you're both experiencing different versions of like lockdown still with the pandemic, yeah. which is just ridiculous. And it's really hard to biohack your health during this time. Like you have to get really creative and have a lot of discipline. Absolutely. At least that's what I found. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, it, it is. Everything's just generally harder right now. But there are ways like we spoke about, there's different supplementations and different things you can do and, and types of exercises, you know, it depends. I know biohacking is, you know, you know, that's the field we're in. We love it, but there's different ways to define it. Uh, high interval training could be considered a biohack, right? Like, which I, I subscribe to. So yeah, it is a little bit harder, but there's certainly things to do. Yeah, exactly. So in terms of like just getting back to coast, like 
what's coming up this year for you guys? Like do you, what's the plan? Any new products? Yeah. So we're always constantly speaking in, in, in the works for developing new products, whether that's new flavors based on our, our current product, or also, you know, can't announce anything yet, but have some other new products that are tangential to our current recovery products that, that are in the works. But I think anything we do as we expand this year is really going to be built around that core message of bringing biohacking to the masses, like a, a true modern health solution for modern life, right? So I wouldn't be surprised that anything we launch is probably going to have a NAD plus precursor in it, even if we go in some other directions, but just certain things like that. But it's really expanding on that message of bringing, like we were saying, some of these really cool and useful and functional biohacks that we can bring that most people maybe don't know about that we want to deliver to them so that it's really easy for them and basically bring this community that we're all in and I'm sure all your listeners obviously are in and we very much appreciate you spreading the message and but bring that more towards a mass audience because we think that is the next step. Right. Do you think that that like obviously I totally agree and I've just been following the biohacking field for I don't know, a few years now, something like that. And I've seen it grow so much, even with the pandemic, it's grown so much. But I'm curious to when it's going to be at a point where the word biohacking is like as recognizable as like the word wellness, like it's that popular. And I definitely don't think we're at that point yet. But like, how far do you think we are away from it being like it reaching the masses like you're talking about? Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think this is almost like the wellness 2.0 trend, if you will. I think right now wellness is a very popular area and it's more of the things that we know are good for you, the yoga and eating healthy and and that style of wellness, which is great. And and mental health is super important. And, And so that's great that this is all now becoming more mainstream, more talked about, more practiced, right? But we think this next steps, as you mentioned, is going to be like this wellness 2.0, this biohacking, these biohacking techniques. And I agree, I do think it's still a few years away before it gets mainstream. It's just going to build and build because I think in the general life cycle of things, what you'll see is there's a select few, there's the evangelist, right? That they start and they're the ones that really get into the movement. And then it trickles down from there. And then you start to see it go down the pyramid and more and more people use it until it hits the mainstream. And that usually takes several years. And that was the same thing with wellness, right? Like a lot of these standard wellness techniques like uh, meditation, breathing techniques, mindfulness, whatever started. There was like the call like the hippie type started it and now it's widespread. And I think that's what's happening with biohacking. And as more and more products, more and more solutions hit the market, as they get cheaper, as it's more available to people, I think people are going to want to do, they're going to see the top athletes and the healthiest people doing these different biohacking techniques. And they're going to say, how can I do that as well? So I think it's coming. There's no doubt. It's just a question of when. And I do think it is probably a few years away. But yeah, hopefully it, it comes soon. Yeah, it's honestly, it's fun to be part of such a growing field and be like an early adopter and all of these things. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, and especially like launching a company right in it. And then like you're part of the movement of it. It's not already this like saturated field where there's so many other players like wellness, right? Like it's, you're very specific and that's really exciting. And I'm excited for you guys and to see where you go in the future. Thank you. And, and, and same with you. And I think we really appreciate again, you being able to spread the message to, to your audience and all your clients, because it is really exciting, right? We're kind of in the same boat. We approach it slightly different ways. We have more of a, 
mass consumer product, you have your, your coaching practice, but then you have a mass product in, in your podcast, which is just as important because what we realized is that when you're trying to, what, it's great to be ahead of the curve and it's really exciting and it's what gets us up in the morning. But at the same time, it can be difficult to educate people, right? Education is tough and it takes a long time. And so I think it takes all of us together, like through, say, your podcast or our product to really bring people up to speed. And so it, it's super exciting to be part of it. And I love the community that we're in because we're really all in it together, lifting all of us up at once. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think we all kind of have the same goal in terms of educating people and trying to get people to be healthier. And that's just awesome. Like, it's just, it's so genuine and authentic in that. Like, it's not, it's just really nice to be in a space that's like, how can we help other people be healthier? It's not like superficial or anything like that. It's just really rooted in like, let's help others. And I, and that's why I love what you do. And I love biohacking because I just, I really resonate with that message. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. So where can people find you um, online and if they want to try your products? Absolutely. Uh, best place to find us is on our website, which is coastdrink.com, as well as on Instagram is probably the best place to find us, which our handle is coast underscore health. So coastdrink.com or coast underscore health on Instagram, and you'll have all the uh, all the information you need right there. Great. Yeah, I will definitely add that to the show notes and my discount code for people as well if they're interested. And yeah, so people can find you easily. And thank you so much for your time, both of you, for for coming on. Thanks so much. We really appreciate you having us on here. It's uh, you know, it's great great to be here. We appreciate it and we love everything you're doing. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.